Hey, this is the Straight Dope Podcast, episode 61. The episode I posted yesterday, I got a couple emails from subscribers uh, when I launched that saying um, that I mentioned a few places over a few episodes the idea of shooting tricks and how they're useful, but they're not necessarily um, in line with with some of the ballistic stuff. And so I thought, thought shit, let's just talk about that for, for a little bit instead of fundamentals. Uh, let's, let's talk about two, two essentially tricks that I've talked about before, but tricks that, that I think are kind of cool and they would have application in specific use cases, but those specific use cases are ones that only you would really know when and where you would actually use them. But nonetheless, uh, they're tricks. And the reason I call them tricks is because, um, you know, you're, you're kind of utilizing the tools and equipment that we have in a way that makes them match something else. And it isn't potentially something that, that was initially the idea, but it was something that somebody stumbled on and said, wow, look, you can, you can line these things up and it works in these specific circumstances. And that's kind of cool because that's kind of human ingenuity, like taking some science, but then making practical use of some of that science. It's not necessarily, um, you know, pure, but that doesn't matter, right? It's just making a use, added, adding, basically adding use to something that we're already doing. And so uh, before we go too far uh, into it, one that I talk about all the time is the gun number. The gun number is a number that I refer to anyway, and I, you know, it, it's not something I came up with, but I imagine there might be other definitions of gun number out there. Uh, or win number, but gun number being the number that matches the miles per hour of your gun. Matches the miles per hour of your gun in a window, right? So when you say, oh, I have a six-mile-an-hour gun, what that means is that, well, it means a couple of things. The way I think about it is that a six-mile-an-hour gun at 600 yards moves, a one-mile-an-hour moves a bullet one-tenth. And so a six-mile-an-hour wind at 600 yards, it's going to move at six tenths. At 700 yards, it's going to move at seven tenths. At 800 yards, it's going to move at eight tenths. And that linear manner extends out from that centralized number and in from that centralized number to a certain extent, right? It's not going to match at 100 yards, and it's not going to match at 1,000 yards, but in the window, it's going to be really close, and then you're going to start to have some deviations, particularly as you extend out from the gun number. And one trend that I notice with most of these rifles that I'm shooting is that right, it's going to it's going to basically, if it moves at a tenth at 600 yards, at 1,200 yards, it's going to move at two tenths, right? So it won't extend out infinitely. And in fact, if you double your gun number at that distance, the wind speed is going to move it twice as far. So now you can, you can kind of account for it and you can fudge things in your favor. But again, you know, A, you don't really know the wind speed between you and the target, right? We could say at our locations, you have a Kestrel and it tells you the wind speed and direction. And in, in, in fact, you could, you could shoot a bullet and you could say it moved it half a mil or it moved it five tenths. And let's say, just for, just for shits, let's say it moved it five-tenths at 500 yards and you, you have a, a six-mile-an-hour gun. That would, that would suggest that the wind was six miles an hour. But the thing is, it isn't necessarily six miles an hour. It had six-mile-an-hour effect. It could have been a 10-mile-an-hour wind coming at 1 o'clock, right? Or coming at um, uh, 4 o'clock or 
six o'clock, right? Something that would move it down to 50% value. So instead of a, um, or wait, I was saying six miles an hour. So if you had a six mile an hour gun and it moved it, your gun number, you would say, you could say that the full value effect of it is six miles an hour, but you really don't know if it was 12 miles an hour at 50%, it would move it just the same. So you're kind of using tricks to, to guess and then think of the characteristics of your gun and then apply those characteristics to something to see if you're if you're close enough but it's a it's a way to make a quick judgment call a quick guess that's informed but that informed list it grows the more experience you have but it nonetheless is still a trick right and then you can get into the weeds and argue and and it turns more into a philosophical argument but let's say we're shooting at 600 yards right do you account for spin drift some people think that spin drift happens. Some people think that spin drift doesn't happen. Is it a tenth to 600 yards or two tenths? Depends on the twist rate of your barrel. Depends on the bullet. Depends if you believe in that stuff. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that I don't. I'm saying that, that there's people that would argue, okay, spin drift one thing or another. So if you have a six-mile-an-hour gun, but you account for spin drift, if you do, then it won't be six from the left and six from the right. right? It might be five from the left and, and, and seven from the right. Because you're you're trying to trick the numbers so that they line up in a way that makes sense in your mind to make a snap call for how am I going to get my bullet closest to my aiming point. And it gets harder and harder to do the more precise you're trying to get at a distance. But once you take that shot, you understand the overall effect that the wind is having on your round because you saw where it hit. And then all bets are off, right? You're not talking about gun number anymore, and you're not talking about anything other than the effect that the environment had on the bullet between where you are and where it's going. And, and if nothing else changes, you can make an appropriate adjustment based on what you see. How you think about a transition off of that might fall back to that trick of a gun number, but in reality, it's just a trick. It's a way to line up a window ballistically that matches characteristics that you're trying to pay attention to, if you pay attention to them. If you don't pay attention to that stuff, it's kind of meaningless. And how you get that data and how you interpret the results kind of plays into you developing a style that allows you to make those quick calls. But then, again, when you see the bullet impact the plate, you have more information that you had, and no longer are you trying to make a good guess on what the wind call is going to be. Now you have actual feedback, and you can now, now it's a completely new game or a completely new process because now you have more than you had before you took that initial shot. So the gun number is really helpful when it comes to making an initial wind call. Depending on the size of the target, the distance, and so on and so forth, it's a good trick, absolutely. It's a good trick to get you pretty close to center, but it's a trick nonetheless. And... The more you know in a game like that, the better and the more repeatable you could be. But it only really works that way in a small window until you have to start fudging the numbers to match other things because you'll notice that before and after that little window that it has, those numbers start to change and they change according to other factors, external ballistics, namely. And so then you start having to explain or understand the external ballistics, the actual science, to explain it. But 
on your way there, knowing a fast trick or a rule of hand, a rule of thumb, uh, can make it very helpful. Right? And I'm sure there's a, a ton of different ways to look at gun number, a ton of different ways to look at uh, wind. And in fact, the whole Tremor 3 reticle is kind of built around that idea, and it's a trick. But, you, you know, the, the little wind dots kind of replicate to a certain extent how it scales out, but then you have to decide, well, what's the wind speed that those things kind of match but they only kind of match it. And so if you're a precision shooter, those things aren't exactly how it's going to line up. On the other hand, if you're using it in that ballistic window, it's pretty good to be pretty fast, right? So something just like the gun number, actually, and it has been kind of tossed around. It kind of comes in and out of media, and, it, and people talk about it or they don't. And, it, and, and, and just like everything on social media, it kind of comes in waves. But this trick um, is actually pretty fun, and it doesn't take a lot of work to figure out. Kestrels have a built-in uh, little um, calculator for it or a window that'll, that'll actually show you what the number is. But I actually like to write it out, and I've got a spreadsheet that'll calculate it for me, but still... I like to write it out on paper because I really like playing around with my Kestrel and the ballistic calculators just to see and get familiar with the trends because I think the more you play around with that stuff, uh, the more, especially when things aren't right, they stand out to you. Your gut starts to tell you, like, that doesn't look right. That looks weird. And so you've probably gone out and shot and you've probably spent a lot of time writing your dope and thinking about targets and distance and what you held. And you've probably noticed that... You know, if you're listening to this, you probably shot, let's say, let's just say like you've shot a lot between 100 and 1,000 yards, and you've probably shot at fixed intervals and, and not fixed intervals. But let's say you were shooting at a target that was 500 yards, and then you were going to shoot at a target that was 600 yards. My guess is if whatever your 500 yard dope was, you held up a mill, you're probably going to come pretty darn close to what you're going to shoot, right? Because the most of the cartridges that we're shooting, there's a window there where from 100 yards to the next 100 yards, there's about a mil difference. And so the trick here, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to call it speed drop, and there are other, other names for it and other ways to do this, but this one is pretty fun. And it's pretty easy to calculate, and, and you may or may not have a use for it. It's particularly helpful when you get a range, right? And it's particularly helpful when you get a range, but you are trying to move quickly. So you don't really want to be looking at your arm board or looking at your data and trying to figure out like, what's my dope for here? What's my dope for there? So what I do, and, and I've just kind of scribbled it out here on a piece of paper for two of my guns, right? I got my 223 uh, gas gun and then the 6.5 Creedmoor bolt gun that I've been screwing around with lately. And I wrote out my dope. Uh, I wrote my dope from 100 to 1,000 yards. And I'm going to uh, just tell you that at um, 450 yards, my dope is 2 mils for my 6.5 Creedmoor. So starting at 450 yards, I'm going to go out in 50-yard in increments, and I'm going to write down my dope, right? 2 mils, 2.5 uh, mils, 2.9 mils, 3.3, 3.8, 4.3, 4.8, 3.3 or 5.3, 5.8, 6.3, 6.9, um, and and then at a thousand yards it's 7.5. And then I'm going to subtract 
the yardage, right? So let's say it's 500 yards. I'm going to make that a five right, instead of 500, and I'm going to subtract the dope. So uh, I've got um, like 2.5 is my dope, right, at 500, uh, or it's uh, it's actually 2.45, right? Most of these I'm, I'm rounding, but I'm just going to say that uh, in here, or let, let's start at 550. At 550 yards, uh, my dope is 2.9, right? So I'm going to have 5.5 5 for 550, and I'm subtract 2.9 from it, and and the number that I get is 2.6. And then at 600 yards, that would be a six. I'm going to subtract 3.3, which is my dope, and I'm going to get 2.7. So I've got 2.6, 2.7, and then I'm going to go from there in 50-yard increments all the way to 900 yards. And when I do that subtraction from 600 to 900, the number is exactly the same, 2.7, 2.7, 2.7, 2.7, 2.7, 2.7. That means that every, um, the, the, the interval, right, of the dope is consistently 2.7 mils under the yardage, okay? So that's pretty significant. So at 550, I had 2.6. But I don't go back down to 2.6 until 950 yards. So I've got a big window there. And right smack in the middle of that zone, because I've got seven values going in 50-yard increments, right in the middle there is 750 yards. 750 yards, my dope is 4.8. But if you subtract 7.5 or 4.8 from 7.5, you get 2.7. So what what this means is two things. You're just noticing that the bullet's dropping every 100 yards consistently, right? It's basically dropping a mill every 100 yards from 600 to 900 yards. It's a, it's a pretty linear drop. And so you can take advantage of that. It's a trick. And this window, depending on the error that you're willing to put into it, right, can grow from it, but in this window, it's exactly 2.7 from 600 to 900. So you can do two things with this. One, you could just know. You could subtract in your mind. Somebody says, oh, it's 700 yards. You subtract 2.7 in your head from 7, but a lot of people don't want to calculate 2.7 minus you know, the, the distance. So, um, and, and I wouldn't want to do that either. So you could do two things, but it kind of, it depends on your application and it depends on your scope because some people have a zero stop where they can't dial below zero. I like scopes that I could dial, I could set my, my zero wherever I want. Uh, like the loophole scopes, they, if you spin the turrets, they kind of set in place at zero. And so it makes it hard for you to go down below zero. Sometimes you want to do that, right? So, but if, let's say you can set your zero stop so that it's below your zero. If you set, set your zero stop, like you have a perfect zero, but you set your zero stop below at 2.7 mils below your zero, then if you want to use this trick, you know that the target is somewhere between 600 and 900 yards, right? or, or, even, or even 500 to 1,000. Right at 500 yards, at 450 yards, it's 2.5. Right, so I got 2.5, 2.6, and then a long string of 2.7s, and then 950 I got 2.6, and at 1,000 I got 2.5. So if we wanted to say, okay, well, I'm going to engage something between 450 and 1,000 yards, 
because I can kind of eyeball, okay, I'm going to be shooting beyond 450. And this is where it really depends on your particular application. But let's just say that that was the case. And those two-tenths of vertical difference between 2.5 and 2.7 don't matter as much because if I set it 2.7, that's going to be two-tenths off of the elevation that I would need for 450, but most targets are taller than a two-tenth deviation. And so you've got a little bit of wiggle room here. But if you really have to be precise, then you're, then you're confined to 600 to 900 yards in this particular instance, right, with my Creedmoor. But anyway, if you could set your zero stop down 2.7, then you go under 2.7 mils, Right? And then when you use your reticle, you can hold over the actual distance. So somebody says, I got a target at 680 yards. All you have to do is hold 6.8 mils. If you have a 720, you hold 7.2. If you have an 840, you hold 8.4. If you have a 900, you hold 9. And so you hold the exact yardage on your reticle. So you can do that very fast, right? Okay, I'm going to, you know, let's say... You have 20 targets, and they're going to be calling out ranges, but you don't have time to take your eye off the glass, and they're just going to be calling, you know, by the pine tree, left of, you know, whatever, the the signpost. 720 yards, you just hold over 7.2, bang. Okay, now, to the right of the train tracks, I got 844 yards, you hold up 8.4, bang. Okay, you know, by the... By the mailbox, something or other, it's 662 yards. You hold 6.6, bang. And all you had to do was snap your reticle down 2.7 mils, and then you're holding over. Now, the other thing that you could do, right, if you want to make your turret a bullet drop compensating, like actual turret where you can can dial the elevation, then uh, all you do is you slip your zero to 2.7, so that your zero now is as 2.7, and then you dial up to that elevation, and all of a sudden, you're um, you're basically able to dial the distance instead of dialing whatever your dope might be, right? Because you're basically taking out 2.7 from your data, and by doing that, you're you're able to hold the distance. So, um. In, you know, so, so, so instead of holding 4.3 mils, you're dialing to 7 because you've set it up 2.7 mils already. It's basically trick, you know, you're, you're, you're using the turret as a trick to dial 4.3 mils of elevation, but you've already added the 2.7 to it, right? And so then if you're going to go back to your zero, you just dial back down to 2.7 and you're at zero effectively and you can use your reticle as a normal reticle and hold over whatever the elevation might be. Now, you run into problems inside of your ballistic zone. So with my Creedmoor, inside of 450, I would really be running into trouble because all of a sudden it's beyond that two-tenth budget that I might want. In fact, if I want it to one-tenth budget, then I'm confined to 550 yards to 950 yards. But you have to know the yardage. Otherwise, the trick is kind of useless, right? But it is a really fun trick. Now let's say you know you're going to be engaging targets at a closer distance. What what if you what if you're like, you know, I'm going to be shooting things between 300 and 600 yards, like a DMR style 
uh, competition or you're going to go be shooting prairie dogs. And you're like, well, you know, I'm going to be engaging prairie dogs between 300 yards and 600 yards. And inside of 300 yards, most of us at 300, most of us around 300 yards, we're somewhere right around a mill, right? So inside of that, you can pretty much eyeball. Like if you're, if you're at 100 yards, it's your zero. If you're at 200 yards, you know, you're somewhere between 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6. And then at 300 yards, you're around a mill. So like what, if, if you can dial down, um, and then if you need to hold, um, you know, inside of that 300 yard window, it's a lot easier because it's, a, 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 a only a, a one mil variance between a hundred and 300 yards. But anyway, let's say you were like, well, we're going to be engaging between 300 and 600 yards. A 6.5 Creedmoor is not the gun that you want to do speed drop with, but it turns out that my gas gun it fits that window perfectly. And so between, um, at 300 yards, uh, my drop is uh, 2.1, and then it goes 2.1, 2.1, 2.2, 2.2, 2.1, 2.1. So I've basically got a 300 to 600 yard window where it's 2.1 to 2.2. And then after that, I go another 100 yards or another 50 yards on either end, and it drops down a tenth. And so actually I've got kind of a pyramid, right? Where, where the very top of it is 2.2 and then on either side is 2.1 for uh, a couple. And then it goes down a tenth like that. So rather than setting it at the top at 2.2, I would probably set it at 2.1 knowing that in the middle of that zone, um, I'll be a tenth low and on the edges of the zone, I'll be a tenth high, but that gives me a little bit more of a budget that gives me a little that gives me 250 yards to to a little beyond uh, 600 yards of a window with my my gas gun, and then all I would do is it was I would dial down 2.1 mils, and then I would be able to hold the distance. Now another cool trick with a gas gun using this is if you're in a team match and you have to locate, range, and engage, but the gas gunner is allowed to have unlimited rounds, like a competition dynamics match where you have a, a, a fixed amount of time to locate and range and engage targets. And the gas gunner gets unlimited rounds, but the bolt gunner gets one shot per target. If the gas gunner just throws down and starts shooting at the targets, they're effectively ranging with their bullet. And if they're good shooters and they're able to have good groups and consistently fire at targets, they could get ranges with impacts. And if you're able to do that with a gas gun, those ranges are going to be good enough for a bolt gun and you could actually say, okay, I impacted that with this or here's the range. And then, you know, if, if you're, if you're, if you're doing that, you're going to have a heck of a lot more danger space with a bolt gun going a heck of a lot faster. So the gas gun data is going to be precise enough for you to get an impact on target with a bolt gun. And so if you've got a partner and you don't have a range finder, you could range by fire doing this trick and it's effectively going to give you the yardage of the target itself. And you wouldn't need to reverse engineer a range card other than, you know, the bolt gunner has the range card, assuming you're not shooting past 600 yards. If it's inside of 300, it's probably not an issue to, to get it, you know, precise range on it anyway and then from 300 to 600 yards you're definitely going to want to get a range on it because you know even that with a with a Creedmoor is going to go from one mil to 3.3 mils and so you've got a big opportunity um, 
of, of danger space to be a problem if your range is off by a few yards. But if you can, if you can smack it once or twice and get a good range, or or you shoot, you know, near it at a, at a at something where you can see the impact, kind of like shooting the ground for a wind call at a match. But the gas gunners actually, what they're actually doing is getting an accurate range for you, so that when you take your shot, you have a good range and you would also be getting a wind call, more or less, because you, you would do the exact same thing that you would, uh, you know your gun number, right? And, and for these two guns, oddly, and maybe there's something to it, and I, and I happen to notice that there was a square root relationship between these two, but um, the middle of my wind numbers, right? The middle of my, the middle of my speed drop window was exactly the gun number for these two guns. So 750 was the exact center of my um, speed drop window, and it's a 7.5 mile an hour gun. And the 223, the exact center of that, was 450 yards, and it's a 4.5 mile an hour gun. And so you would basically be marrying up speed drop and the gun number to get a range and a wind speed at the same time that you could translate to a distance and an effective wind number that a bolt gunner would be able to utilize in a much more precise manner. And that's without a rangefinder, right? And I'm really into the, you know, use technology to learn, use technology to train, but there's ways and there's applications and times where it's gonna be really important for you to be fast and accurate. And sometimes the technology slows us down a little bit. And these are tricks that would allow you very quickly to get shots off and the information that you needed back in such a way that it could be used either by another shooter that was going to take that precise shot or, you know, to get whatever, you know, range. Uh, you don't have, let's say your rangefinder dies. Well, you know, you set it to your speed drop stuff and start smacking things and you b build yourself a range guard with it or something like that. Uh, you, you are the one in the control of deciding how this would actually fit, but they're tricks that are fun. And again, like we like to go out and have fun. So it is a pretty cool way for you to be able to do things fast and effective and accurate. Right? These things are both accurate, but they're accurate in the windows that are defined by their external and inter like their ballistic capabilities. And so you need to be familiar with the ballistic capabilities. You need to know the actual numbers. You need to know the environmental effects. You need to know as much as you can. But then when you're out playing around in the field and you run up against a problem that you need to solve, having more tools in your tool belt is going to help you at some point down the road in your shooting. And imagine going to, I know at the Nutsack, uh, the competitions that I run out here and I try to come up with all sorts of different um, stage types to test things like that. I have had stages where I've got targets out at distance where they're not allowed to um, range it and they don't know the range. They're allowed to shoot as much as they want, but they're scored based on how close to the actual yardage is the target based on just them shooting? Like, how good is your dope such that when you hit that, you give me an accurate range? And, and there's tricks to do that, but but it's, it's one of those things where it's fun, there's a time and a place for it, and these, these tricks 
have applications that you could utilize in the event that something went wrong or in the event you found yourself without some of the tools that you have or in the event that somebody asks you to do something that your, your um, digital stuff doesn't do for you, you still solve that problem because it's, it's kind of taking advantage of the things that are happening in a way that your brain understands it. So anyway, this was kind of fun just to kind of map out and say like, look, they're tricks and we can take advantage of those or we cannot take advantage of it. Just like if, if you know, you could take advantage in a bad way, you could build stages that heavy guns are bad at. You could build stages that light guns are bad at. Those are tricks, right? Um, you're, you're taking advantage of one characteristic to give another characteristic an advantage. And so, so that, that's all these are doing. And I think that's pretty fun. And it's fun to think about uh, all these and then ways to exploit them and then ways to line them up. And then imagine scenarios that you've been in or might go to where it could help you. I think that's pretty cool and it's fun to understand. And it's just a good thing to know. Like, okay, you know, with my with this Creedmoor, you know, I know I dial down 2.7 or the, with this gas gun, I'm going to dial down 2.1. Like, those aren't hard numbers to understand. But... You also need to understand that it only works in a window of range where the bullets are dropping a mil per hundred yards. And so, or you could probably do, I didn't line this up for meters, but it would work the same way with meters. It would just be a different window, right? And because there's a point where gravity's based on the speed of the bullet and the drop and the angle that it's going at where there's, it's going to line up linear enough right it's probably it's it's not perfectly linear but it's linear enough that with the ballistic calculators it's going to look like it's a mil per unit or a tenth per unit or whatever it is such that you could uh, make it work in your favor but uh, that was cool and i'm gonna sign off here but we'll pick it up uh, maybe tomorrow or maybe the next day and i want to talk to you about uh, some more equipment stuff